Final score, 111 to 97. The final offensive rating, a 118. The final defensive rating, a 103. That is an elite-level defense tonight against a Laker team that has struggled offensively. Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us. Ron Boone, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, impressed with the way the Jazz got it done. We expected them to win, um, but expected probably a little better effort from the Lakers there, especially in that second half. That third quarter, the Jazz, that they've done all season long, just have adjustments and just taking over a basketball game. 33 points, 65% from the, from the field in that third quarter. So they, for the most part, was getting just about everything they wanted. Tim? Uh, really impressed. I thought the, you know, I thought the pivotal part of the game, uh, you know, the Jazz were very definitive playing, you know, as Coach Wells talked about North and South. Um, we talked at halftime about it being playing on direct lines, but that pressure, you know, the, the, the Lakers put on the Jazz, they did a good job of handling it. They had, um, you know, a bunch of turnovers, um, many of them late, but uh, overall the, the way that they attacked, the way that, uh, that they they move the ball and then just the difference that Rudy Gobert makes on a game, um, you know, just shots at the rim are, are way less, and then you know the ability to complete those. Um, you know, Drummond was not as good tonight against uh, two NBA centers that play all the time. So um, it was a a, a needed win, and and kind of like you, David, I felt like the Jazz were going to kind of roll tonight. This was not a this yeah this one did not seem like a mystery to me. Um, just the Lakers gotten their win. They're not they're not they're not good right now. Um, to their credit, you know, I mean, they've held that fist spot. Like it was a real question of whether or not they were going to have a risk to get into that play-in game. And as much as anything, frankly, Dallas and Portland punted. I mean, so the Lakers in these sixteen games in which they did not have LeBron and AD will go 6-10. and 10. It's not great, but nobody took advantage. So they're going to hold that fifth spot, and the second round of the playoffs, well, they're going to get Denver in the first round without Jamal Murray, and then hopefully they have the Jazz in the second round of the playoffs. We could see this team. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't slide to eight. You know, that was, we were talking about that early <laughs> right. on. It would just be serendipitous. But, um, no, I, I, I agree with you. Big night tonight, too. Philly loses. And now if, uh, you know, P.J. Tucker just wouldn't have fouled. Right. That was unfortunate. Did you see the play? I did. It was questionable. Questionable at best. At best. I'll bet in the two-minute report it's different than what was called on the floor. Another wow. one. Wow. You think an official called like a late second, don't let the official change the game call, and they actually was a it, I mean, you'll have to watch it and get uh, – there There was, in my opinion, it was one of those plays where Booker lowered the shoulder to get space. Um, you know, the, the defender, there was two of them there, kind of recoiled, put a hand up, maybe some – but I, I didn't feel like it was blatant enough to call it for a, a game winner. What was P.J. Tucker's reaction? Because he really likes it when fouls are called on him. I don't – I didn't know. I didn't really see. I just yeah. saw kind of a breakdown of the play. I saw a, they did a pool report with the official after the game, and they said that he made contact with Booker's right forearm, I think. But I don't know. I didn't see it. It's hard when you're not in the arena. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that I so much. Zion Williams had you one I, you catch what I did tonight tonight? as well. Always. I catch it every time. 
You caught you caught me calling a replay. Oh yeah, it was the best. <laughs> but it. I mean, the funny thing is, I was thinking, is Locke going to call this? Oh, it's a replay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. All right. It's, well, sorry. It's late. It is late. We'll we'll cut your boys loose. Great job tonight, as usual. All right, uh, your final Jazz win, 111.97. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat the Lakers tonight, 111.97. Jordan Clarkson led the way with 22 points. Joe Ingles with 21. Mike Conley with 14 to go along with 10 assists. Rudy with 14 to go along with 10 boards. Bogdanovich with 19. Royce O'Neal with 13. Overall, a, a balanced performance from this Jazz team. They played great on offense. They played great on defense and come away with an easy win. You know, the, the great on offense part is is really something to call out. The Jazz shot 67.3% effective field goal percentage. Um, just an absolute clinic offensively. Again, a team that, you know, and the style that really does kind of give the Jazz trouble. Um, see, you know, teams get up and pressure them, switch everything. But the Jazz had a nice pace to them tonight. They play, played um, a great part of the night downhill and really found the easy play. Uh, and it doesn't hurt when the shots go in. For the uh, Lakers, Horton Tucker led the way off the bench, 24 points, 8 of 13 shooting. David uh, was comparing him all night to Jordan Clarkson, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, Kyle Kuzma with 17, Schroeder and uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, both with 15 apiece. Pope likes playing against... Uh, he does. Caldwell Pope likes playing against He was good again tonight. He was very good. He, he's, uh, he's a guy to watch. He, he's, he, makes, he, he makes scoring look pretty easy, and... If he's open, you know, at least against the Jazz, he makes him pay. Yeah, that's for sure. He's he's a nice player if he'd play against the Jazz uh, all the time. But he did. He was, what, 5 of 8 tonight uh, from 3, 5 of 7. Just had a nice stroke. He hit the open ones when he was open. I mean, just he had a good game on Saturday, too. He's just a good player. Just the, the craziest part of the game to me is just, you know, watching those two games kind of in a vacuum and knowing um, that the Jazz were shorthanded and really kind of got pushed around and bullied. And tonight there was just none of that. It was completely the opposite. The Jazz did most of the bowling tonight. Well, it's it just goes to show how important a guy like Rudy Gobert really is. And, and throwing favors there, too, because he certainly made a difference. But, uh, yeah, Rudy changes everything. He oh, just does. He's His just presence. so good. Just so good. All right, 111-97 is your final. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next game, uh, next broadcast coming your way, Wednesday night. The Jazz will be at the Houston Rockets. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have postgame sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down. Jazz beat the Lakers tonight, 111-97, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz beat the Lakers tonight, 111 297. Let's get to your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz shot a uh, season high 57.3% from the field tonight. 45.5% from 3, 15 of 33. They were led by Jordan Clarkson in his 22 coming off the bench. 9 of 14 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3. Joe Ingles tonight, 21. 8 of 11 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3, 5 assists from 4 uh, rebounds. One heck of a game from Joe Ingles. 
Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich with uh, 19 points tonight. Mike Conley with 14 points and 10 assists. Rudy, 14 points, 10 rebounds. And Royce O'Neal, 13 uh, points. He was a perfect 5 or 5 shooting, 3 of 3 from 3. So a nice shooting night from Royce. Uh, for the Lakers, they shot uh, 43% from the field, 43% from 3, 12 of 28. Led by Horton Tucker's 24 points coming off the bench. Kuzma with 17 uh, Schroeder with 15, Caldwell Pope with 15 points as well. We'll hear from Quinn Snyder coming up here momentarily, but uh, efficient offensive night tonight for the Jazz. Very efficient, great uh, game plan, and, and stayed with a lot of things that worked the other night. Uh, just had more pieces, um, and and one of the big things they were able to do tonight is put way more pressure on the rim. That's just a given when Rudy's rolling and setting the screens. Um, you know, he constantly putting pressure on the rim, making – things collapse, and it just opens things for everybody else. The Jazz um, did not take a, a huge number of threes tonight, but the ones they took were great, and they were able to make a great percentage. Yeah, interesting. What do you what do you make of that, that the three-attempt number was down, uh, I, I think, season-high 59 the other night, down to 33? Is that just the impact of uh, the Jazz personnel and who they had on the floor? I, I think partly that and, and partly um, tonight just the ability to um, – you know, get way more at the rim themselves. You know, they were able to drive things. Uh, the Lakers' defense broke down. It really was almost a little bit of a reversal of the games. And um, the Jazz tonight were definitely the, the team on attack. We had way more answers um, and ones making shots. Seemed like uh, they had a, a more success getting into the paint, breaking the paint, whatever you want to say, and getting the blender going. It seemed like they, instead of concentrating on getting up as many threes as possible, it was more you know, get into the, as you put it, uh, I think in the pregame, get into the guts of the defense. Yeah, the the Lakers were not going to help a ton off three-point shooters. I I think they're long enough that they can almost show uh, almost false help and then be able to recover home. So you saw a lot of shots. You know, Clarkson was able to get a lot of things going in that uh, kind of that mid-range area, and they were able to make some floaters there, get some rolls and then just get all the way to the basket. So the Jazz did a nice job of showing a little bit of everything against a, a team that's been pretty good defensively. All right, let's get some post-game sound going. Let's go back to Los Angeles. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. All right, we'll start with Tony Jones, the athletic. Hey, coach, it seems like you guys, you know, came out with a level of focus in, uh, in the third quarter. Um you know, what was what were some of the adjustments that you made at halftime and and, you know, how uh, what was your reaction to Rudy's performance, uh, especially in the second half? Well, I, you know, I thought we came out, frankly, Tony, with a good focus at the beginning of the game as well. Um, you know, anytime you play a team, that, um, when you build a little bit of a lead, you know, they're going to they're going to raise their level. Um, you know, I. I Rudy did what, what he does, you know, he protected the rim and um, did a great job of staying spaced. I, I think our spacing tonight was as good as it's been in a long time. And as a result, you saw the ball move. And, and I don't know how many assists we had, but it seemed like the ball was pinging around. And, uh, you know, that's a good formula for us. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Quinn, it seemed like on a night tonight, you got a lot of kind of good balanced performances from everyone, whether it's Royce, you know, grabbing nine boards or Rudy and Mike with double doubles or Joe kind of taking over in the third quarter. How important is it for 
everyone to kind of not overreact to not having Donovan, but to also like simultaneously kind of find a way to fill that void. Well, I mean, that, that's who we are when we have Donovan. You know, I mean, that, that's that's who our team is. It, um, it can be can be different guys at different times. Obviously, Don, Donovan's that guy um, a lot of times, but he's had plenty of games where, you know, he's had high assist games and different guys are getting shots. And, you know, we're just trying to take what the defense gives us. And I think that's the key for our team is to really to read and react to, to how we're being played. We have as many threes tonight um, as far as attempts go. But I think at one point, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, every every maybe the one shot that we took was either a three or was in the deep paint. Um, so if we're able to play that way, you know, those are high percentage plays. And that requires us to be connected. And um, that's what we want. You know, no matter who's on the court, um, no guy's going to play 48 minutes. So that's who we are, you know, collectively. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, has there been anything specific that Rudy's been doing um, to his free throw shot or what kind of work has he been doing on that? I, I think it's ongoing, you know. Um, it's something he spends a lot of time on. And I, I think even th th there's been some games with he he's had some early misses in a game and, you know, he's managed to kind of work through that. Um, one of the things that, that he consistently does, and I don't know all the – exact numbers but he he makes them late and he makes them when they count and you know that that shows the work that he's put in and the confidence that he has himself on the line and anderson kslsports.com quinn it seems like jordan's bounced back really well from his injury i'm sure it's not the ideal way to get rest but is it just time away from the game is it time watching from the sideline what what do you think helps even when you're you know not ideally 100 percent yeah, you know, it, there's there's value to it. You know, even if you're recovering from an injury, um, there's other things that you're doing, you know, that lets your body heal and regenerate and, and find use. And as you said, it's it's maybe not the ideal way uh, to have that happen, but it's certainly a silver lining a lot of times, um, particularly if it's handled right. You know, the biggest thing is sometimes you lose your conditioning, uh, but there's other ways to address that you know, without putting pressure, you know, on whatever, you know, whatever your particular injury is, in his case, his ankle. Last question, David James, KUTV. Quinn, you've now uh, seen a few of these uh, little mini series where you play a team twice in three games. Does that lead to better basketball? Do guys get more dialed in on the opponent? It minimizes the travel. What do you think of these? Um, I, I haven't really overthought it, to be honest with you, David. I, I think a lot of these games, you know, it's hard to compare. Like last, the last game we didn't have, you know, Rudy, Fave, Mike, or Donovan. Um, and this game we did. So every game's a little bit different. I will say that the travel component, you know, is real. And to be able to stay in a market um, and have a day, especially, you know, with the situation we're in right now. It, it, you know, oftentimes if you get in late and you still have to get up, you know, you've got four hours, five hours to sleep before you can get up and test. And then to try to go back to bed and get rest is really difficult. So 
to the extent that you eliminate that travel, um, I think it does help. And I think it helps in particular right now with what we're going through. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate your time. There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, uh, his team coming off a win, 111-297. He hit uh, on something at the beginning of his comments there, Coach, that you've uh, talked about not only in this postgame show but uh, a few postgame shows. And just reiterate uh, what uh, what Coach was talking about there with Rudy Gobert, his return to the lineup, the, the impact uh, defensively is obvious. But Coach talked about his impact in the spacing. Uh, translate a little bit for us what he was getting at. I think what we talked about, um, you know, after the game here – his ability to inherently just put pressure on the rim. He's such a good screener. Um, and, you know, when teams switch, particularly like the Lakers do, um, right when you screen, if you set an effective screen, you're, you're playing into a mismatch. Um, and and the, other, the defense has to account for it. The way the Jazz space the floor, obviously with shooters everywhere, um, it just Rudy is the conduit to that happening. Uh, defensively, we talked about it, but his ability to, I guess, fake and fade in the middle of a ball screen to really take away, you know, we saw Schroeder come off ball screen after ball screen Saturday and have a ton of space and pull up and hit that little um, mid-range shot. That shot wasn't there tonight because Rudy does a great job of being there but giving space so he does he never gets beat in the ball screen. A huge part of the Jazz success, you know, spacing on both ends, and Rudy's uh, the key component. You know, Rudy only got seven shots up tonight, but he was the recipient of Mike Conley's 10th assist, which was just beautiful, where he kind of slipped the screen and and uh, dove right to the basket, and Conley hit him with just a beautiful pass. But, you know, depending on how you play it, it's it's amazing how effective he can really be. Yeah, and, and what's still staggering to me is his improvement. You know, he had three different types of finishes tonight. He had the one where he had to reach back and grab the lob, that he finished just an absolutely from Bogdanovich. From Bogdanovich yeah, just yeah. went up and got that thing. Um, you know, he got a uh, a pick and roll pass that he had to catch in traffic, and he gave it a little scoop. In fact, Rudy, uh, David called him the Big Dipper, right yes, there. Yes, he did. Yes, um, I remember that. And, and then the other one, he he finished, caught it in traffic, went up two hand, dunked it. So again, the improvement in him finishing baskets. And finding different ways to finish baskets, really, really impressive. Four or five from the line tonight, which is great, obviously, for Rudy, too. And, and Quinn talked about it. It's an ongoing thing. It's, it's something we know he works on his game, but uh, the free throw thing, he understands if he goes hard, he's going to get fouled. And, you know, playoff possessions are really important, being able to get points out of those possessions. And I just credit Rudy for his hard work and the coaches for working with him. And then Coach talked about Clarkson coming back from missing four games, and he was thrown right into the fire. Uh, played, uh, as we talked about, 46 minutes in the game on Saturday. I kind of wondered what Jordan Clarkson we would see tonight, and he was great. 32 points, or excuse me, 32 minutes, 22 points, 9 of 14, shooting 2 of 4 from 3, and uh, was kind of that walking bucket that, uh, that we get uh, have gotten used to seeing from Jordan Clarkson. It's interesting. I always found sometimes, uh, you know, a situation like this where Jordan actually took some time off and was able to watch from a distance. Um, it, it's not always the best thing, but I think in his case, um, you know, he was able to watch and see things. And I think he's played better since he's been back. His uh, his focus has been better. He's definitely been that shot in the arm the Jazz need um, as far as momentum. And uh, I, I really like, you know, for the most part, his his energy on both ends of the floor. Uh, and the other point that Quinn made that I thought was really in, enlightening was talking about missing Donovan, but 
he made a great point. This is how we play, right? Uh, Donovan's out there. He's just one of those guys who's getting a skip or coming off a ball screen. Um, but this team, they play the same whether Donovan's in the game or not. They have to change strategy, perhaps how they're going to close games and tight games and that sort of thing. But um, that's one of the benefits of having multiple ball handlers and playing a system where everybody contributes. Want to remind you about our friends, Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz beat the Lakers tonight, 111-97. We'll get you uh, some player sound coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz beat the Lakers tonight, 111 to 97. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, Jazz outscored the Lakers 52 to 36. Boy. You know, you talked in the last segment about how the the script was flipped on these two games with the Los Angeles Lakers. Boy, isn't that the truth with points in the paint? Just looking at the numbers uh, side by side of these two games together, it, it is really staggering. And uh, it, it speaks to, you know, we talked about how difficult Saturday was going to be with the size disparity um, and just being able to have, you know, not just size, obviously the, the, the greatness of Rudy Gobert in the game. Uh, but I thought favors made a huge difference too. And, um, you know, it impacted the rebounds. It impacted points in the paint and just kind of the way the Jazz were really kind of the team tonight that was the aggressor. Yeah, speaking of Derek Favors, um, he played 16 minutes and I had five rebounds, two points. But, you know, certainly when you go from Rudy Gobert to Derek Favors, it's going to have a, a, a big-time impact as opposed to going from Irsan Ilyasova to Juwan Morgan. No offense to either of those players who actually played pretty well on Saturday. But that's just, I mean, they're just, well, first of all, look no further than the size um, of those players. That's going to make a big impact. But, you know, uh, I've, I've always said, you know, there's, there's only one Rudy Gobert, so the impact is going to be felt when he leaves the floor no matter what. But plugging in Derek Favors, that ain't bad. No, it's a great body against this Lakers team. And, you know, he's just a team guy. He's going to do all those things that help you win. Um, he actually missed a pass tonight for the first time I've ever seen that. It went through his hands. I didn't think that was humanly possible, but I guess we're all mortal. Well, it was. I mean, it was. Bogdanovich. I mean, he put a little John, some mustard on John it. John Elway, that thing right <laughs> in. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is Bogdanovich turned into Magic Johnson for a split second. It must have been a spot on the floor or something that just it was it was very interesting. It was kind of a no looker, and it was a great with pass. A lot of sauce. It was just going a thousand miles an hour, and nobody saw it coming, including Derek Favors. He had to be surprised because I didn't honestly didn't think there was a passing window there, let alone Bogdanovich having his head up. Credit him, and but can't get after Favors too much for not corralling that one. But it, it does seem. The rarity with him, his hands are so good. Yeah, no, I, it's not a criticism. It's just I was actually shocked that because anything that's hit his hands all year yeah. is stuck. is like flypaper. I mean, he's got unbelievable hands. He does. If, let's hear from the man himself. Let's go back to Los Angeles and hear from Derek Favors addressing the media. Hey, Derek. We'll get started with Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. All right. Hey, Derek, just first of all, um, you were out for the last game with right knee soreness. Just kind of curious how the knees – feeling and kind of how it happened and your your thoughts on that no knee is fine it's um 
you know, with a compressed season and, you know, all the traveling, all the games, sometimes the knee gets sore. So I think it was more of a just a precautionary thing. Um, I mean, it wasn't nothing serious, nothing serious. Just one of those things where, you know, your knee gets sore. They don't want it to – well, I don't want it to turn into something serious. So it just, you know, just sit out of the game. Quick follow-up on that is I know you've been kind of heating your back and, and that has that gotten better than it was earlier on in the year? <laughs> yeah, pay attention to everything. No, it's, it's good. It's good. It's just something I do on the sideline. Um, no, I don't want my back to get still for my whole body to get still. So I try to stay loose um, until it's time for me to go in the game because, you know, I don't want to go in the game being still for not warmed up. Warmed up. So now I just try to do little things to keep my body warm and keep my body, you know, loose and flexible before I go in the game. We just want you feeling good. That's, <laughs> that's I appreciate awesome. that, man. Thank you. <laughs> Next up, David James, KUTV. To follow up on that, Derek, have you been battling some of these all year because some of these things all year? Because it looks like there's some nights you're jumping, you're flying around out there, and other nights where it looks like you got to play, play below the rim, and you're you're the savvy old guy in the gym, and and it changes the often. So I wonder if you've just been battling stuff on and off all year. Oh uh, no, no, I haven't been uh, battling anything. You know, um, like I said before, you know, some days I feel great, other days, you know, the body hurts. You know, um, eleven years in the league and. You know, with this compressed season, um, playing all these games so close together, you know, sometimes your body just aches and sometimes, you know, your body don't want to wake up and, you know, act right. So you got to do little things to, you know, get the body loose and get my body going. And, you know, it looks like that sometimes because I don't play big minutes. So I might come in the game um, still a little stiff and probably play maybe two or three minutes and come right back out versus, you know, coming, coming in the game and playing, you know, an eight-minute stretch and where I can – know, get loose and, and really get going. So it's, it's, it's a battle, but um, no, I think I'm making the best of it. And, you know, my body's holding up right now. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Derek, with, uh, with you and Rudy both back in the rotation tonight, uh, things obviously looked a little bit differently in this game than they did in the first meeting on, uh, on Saturday. What were you seeing? What were you guys trying to accomplish just in terms of your uh, paint defense tonight? Um, you know, they're trying to keep Drummond off the boards. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a really good rebounder, really good player inside the paint. So just pretty much trying to contain him, um, you know, contain the guards on the, on the pick and roll action. Um, you know, just trying to make it tough for him, attacking the paint. I know last game, Ursan did a great job of spacing the floor and also defending the paint and, and defending the rim too. But, um, you know, he, he's not a rim protector. So when me and Rudy come back, you know, we just try to play good defense. Um, help the guards out as much as we can. Um, and like I say, drums a good rebound. So try to keep him off the boards and you know, just just protect the paint. Last question, Maxime Lagorgis, the free agent out of France. Uh, what do you retain from this game? Say it one more time. What do you retain from this game? What do I take from this game? Um, I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. But I think we can um, compete with any team in this league. I mean, obviously, this is a team we're probably going to see down the road. So, you know, just come in and, and do the small things, do the little things, and, you know, just continue to try to get a win. That's it. Thank you, Derek. Derek Favors right there. Derek returning to the lineup. Uh, had a nice night rebounding the ball. Had five boards in 16 minutes, two points. He talked about his health. And uh, with Derek, it seems, you know, he, he 
made a point to say hasn't had anything lingering. It's just more wear and tear. And the compressed season said that uh, a couple of times. And I just think, you know, likely, and I'm going to speculate here, of course, but I think Jazz probably are going to be super cautious going down the stretch to make sure everybody's right going into the playoffs. And that certainly includes somebody who's been in the league 11 years like Derek Favors. So, uh, you know, he doesn't want to give off any weakness. And I'm sure there's some stuff here and there that uh, he has to ice up or is sore getting out in the bed in the morning. And he alluded to that a little bit. But, yeah, I think I think the Jazz are going to be uber conservative with everything going down the stretch to make sure they have their guys at the right time. I think that's, you know, they're right. They've earned, you know, they, they definitely have fought through the majority of the season at pretty close to full strength. Um, you know, th- that's been the thing uh, that the jazz have, have yeah. been able to avoid, you know, right now Donovan's out, but it seems as though it's been a guy or two um, at the most. Uh, obviously last game was probably as, as bare as it got all year long, but um, the, the way they've managed that, I think they have that, you know, that right. I think you've, you've actually watched Derek way more than I have. And, you know, it's been several times, uh, you know, in the last month or so where you've said he just, he looks like he's dragging a leg or a step slow, um, you know, and then there'll be nights where he's just totally fine. And I, I think that speaks to the wear and tear. And we've seen that at times throughout his throughout his career well where he will just be kind of going wow what's missing and then we'll find out months later he said oh he was dealing with a knee i mean that happened a couple of years in a row uh with Derek favors and then we'll see you know at times where he is just a monster and and coach snyder is keeping rudy gobert on the bench and letting Derek favors finish the game which we saw in the playoffs two years ago obviously two years ago because he wasn't on the team last year so you know they need they need him healthy uh, there's no doubt uh that uh, they need somebody to come in and play hard when Rudy uh, takes a seat, and that's that's Derek. That was one thing that was missing from the team last year. Um, no offense to Tony Bradley, who we like, but just wasn't. He just isn't even close to the player Derek Favors is. No, and, and I don't think you know. I've, I've spent enough time talking about the good things that he does. I think um, you know you brought up when the Jazz didn't really have an answer at the backup center, um, at, and you know they're trying to bring a young guy along, and that's really hard. It's like if they were trying to count on Azabuke this year. Yeah. Um, and so to have the luxury of a guy who has obviously a veteran and, but understands your terminology and the way you want to play and then has the relationships with the other guy, that's why this has worked so well. And last year they signed Ed Davis, and it didn't work out. I mean, he just was not a good fit for this roster, and so Tony Bradley was thrown into the mix. That's right. That, that's, a, that's a great point. And, and Ed just, you know, I mean, from a distance, it's always funny. You think, oh, man, I really like to – have that guy on our team, and then you get here, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah, and it, it, it just didn't with him. And actually, that's why bringing back a guy who was comfortable and you knew were – I mean, because the, the Derek Favors uh, signing in the offseason was probably less controversial than it should have been. And I don't want to get bogged down on that, but I, I think one of the big reasons they brought him back probably is because it was a, a sheer fire solution that was going to work. I mean, there wasn't a question mark. They knew exactly what they were getting. They knew he could do the job. And lo and behold, he's doing it. Well, and the other thing we didn't know at the time was, you know, that this team had totally, like Quinn talked about in the pregame, they totally committed to this new way of playing. And, you know, in in Quinn's mind, you know, we're all wondering how they're going to play. And, and we, you know, in his mind, hey, we're going to have shooters at all those four positions. And Faves is going to play a totally different role than he did before. So all those things, obviously, we didn't know. Um, we kind of speculate but it, it, it's worked really well, and a huge part of that is because Favors is just a great team guy. 
All right, uh, let's hear from Royce O'Neill. All right, we'll get started here. First question will be from Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Royce, the very first pass he catched tonight on the opening possession, you fire up the three with no hesitation. Next possession, you go right to the rim. You score the team's first five points. Were you making it a point to try to be a little bit more aggressive tonight than maybe you have been before? Or is that just, you know, taking the shots within the flow of the game that are there? Not at all. I mean, I was just, you know, taking the shots that was there. I mean, whether I was open, knocking down the three, going to the basket, finishing myself or making plays for somebody else, you know, just playing basketball. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. I'm curious, Royce, when you catch the ball and you're making that decision to shoot or drive or pass, are you making that decision before you catch the ball or are you trying to make the read when you when you catch it? Read before it, uh, you know, seeing what I'm able to do whether I'm gonna get the open shot or have a driving lane. Um, just reading what the defense gives us. David James, KTV. Royce, you've had a few of these situations now where you've played a team. Uh, you've either stayed in a city for a couple games, like you did in New York, and played both teams, or two or three in LA against the Lakers, two games in three nights. What do you think of this? Does it does it help you hone in on your assignments, especially defensively? Uh, would you like to see this keep going going forward? Um, I mean, whether we're, you know, whether it's one game, two games, three games, I think we just focus on one game at a time, try not to look at it, you know, ahead, you know, staying in the city or playing at home. I mean, it's basketball either way. Follow up from Eric Walden. Royce, has there been any kind of conversation among the guys just kind of talking about what needs to be done to kind of make up for Don's absence, just kind of given, you know, the scoring binge that he was on after the all-star break? No, just keep playing basketball. I mean, whether he's playing or not, I think I mean, we have a great team. I mean, guys scoring, passing the ball. I mean, I think our defense is, you know, what carries over to our offense. So. That's all. Thank you, Royce. Royce O'Neal, perfect shooting the basketball tonight. Five of five, uh, three of three from three. And uh, he had 13 total points, nine boards, five assists. And I, I love Royce's attitude there, but he had to be mm, a little more excited to have a good shooting night. You know, go out there, play it cool. You know, I'm taking my game as it's coming and all that sort of thing. But he had really struggled. And to see that ball go down, I mean, he scored the team's first five points and you and I have noticed it for several games now that uh, that he's passing up open shots that he was taking earlier in the year, and he needs to get back to that Royce O'Neal that that was uh, aggressive, that didn't take a ton of shots per game, but he took the ones he needed to take. And and the, you know it's not an awful thing when the first one goes in, um, especially for a guy who's struggling with confidence. Um, you know, I tweeted out on Saturday. I think Royce really needs to shoot his open shots. He he can't second guess them because I think it hurts the offense. Um, you know, you think about what he, you know, if he takes the shot, the Jazz have a great percentage of offensive rebounds. Um, but the most important thing is if an open shot is there on this team, you know, every guy has to feel like they can shoot it and make it. There, there doesn't need to be that indecision. And I know uh, Bojan went through a period of time. Yeah. Uh, and we just talked tonight about, man, he looks like a completely different guy confidence-wise. So these are ebbs and flows in the season. Um, but the Jazz will – you know, there's a lot of different things that are going to take them, um, you know, down the road of the playoffs. But you want Royce O'Neal shooting the ball well 
and and doing his thing out there. He's a great rebounder, great defender. But, man, when he makes shots, it's just icing on the cake. I uh, want to remind you uh, about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, uh, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz beat the Lakers tonight in L.A., 111-97. We'll get you more sound from the locker room. Coming up next, you're on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz winners, 111-97 over the Los Angeles Lakers. Post-game brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Let's get to your Master of the Glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Back for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to the United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Royce O'Neal's reign as Master of the Glass ends at one game. Tim, Rudy's back, and uh, he's back as the Master of the Glass with 10 boards tonight. And Royce was nipping at his heels. He had nine. nine. Yeah. So he was right there. But, yeah, the Master of the Glass, uh, Rudy was definitely especially being fresh, he was getting that tonight. Jazz out-rebounded the Lakers 42-32, to and the Jazz only had two offensive rebounds. The Lakers only had five. Tonight was not about the offensive glass. No, it was was a a totally different game that way. Um, The Jazz just controlled the glass for the most part tonight. You know, the the other night they were out-rebounded 52-37. Tonight they out-rebounded the Lakers 42-32. Amazing. Uh, just to how how much of an impact, uh, well, all those players. I mean, the Jazz were missing so much on Saturday. But uh, specifically, Rudy comes back, and it's just all different. It's just all different because he is that impactful, he is that good, and he just changes everything the other team does. I mean, they they this Laker team had to be uh, licking their chops going at a, t- at a team without Rudy Gobert on Saturday. And and credit the Jazz for fighting to take it to overtime. In my opinion, that, that was really a feat, actually. But, I mean, it just... Watch the game on Saturday. Watch the game that we saw tonight, and you go, oh, that's why Rudy's so important. I get it now. So the Lakers scored 127 Saturday. They scored 97, so 30 diff- thirty points different um, in the score. Here's the crazy one, though. Um, Harrell and Drummond combined. On Saturday, they were 15 for 22 for 39 points. Tonight, 4 for 16, 10 points. Oh, wow. Combined. Wow. That's, you, you know, the, the four for 16, is that what you said? Four for 16. Four for 16. That's incredible. Look at me pulling the stat nugs. Well, well, I mean, frankly, should a big, and a, should a big be shooting three of 12? That's what Drummond was tonight. No. 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 Unless be. he's not playing against an NBA center. And then he, <laughs> right. If, if I'm guarding him, then he should have his way. He should not miss a shot. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a it's a big time difference. Uh, Rudy Gobert coming in and and changing everything, not only for the bigs, but for you know guys like Schroeder and Cal- Caldwell Pope, who who both played all right tonight. Don't get me wrong, but they had completely different games than they had the other night. Totally different. Um, you know the the space. Quinn said space. It's a perfect word, and we think always spacing offense, but the 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 way on off on defense you want to shrink the floor. Um, you want to give the impression that you're everywhere and nowhere. Um, but I'm telling you that Rudy's that's 
that is his great strength and his ability to eat, take away all those shots that we saw the Lakers make. They didn't even take them tonight because they weren't there. Well, speaking of Rudy Gobert, let's uh, let's hear from the man himself. Let's go back to L.A. and uh, hear from the Jazz Center. All right, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Rudy, I'm wondering what kind of work has been going on behind the scenes on your free throw shot? Have you been doing anything different at all with the mechanics, or has it just been about getting reps up? I've been putting a lot of work, you know, over the, the off-season and, uh, and at home. You know, luckily I have a... I have a basketball at home, basketball gym at home. So uh, every off day, I've been putting some work, uh, and I'm, you know, more and more comfortable. I think it's, you know, just uh, the more, the less I think, the easier it is, and you know, that's what I've been, I've been doing pretty much. Has it been more, more work that you've been putting in, maybe in the past, that you've been actually focused in on it a little bit more? I've been putting a lot of work uh, every single year. But, uh, and, and you know, when it's, it's weird because like outside of a game situation, I'm probably a more than a 90% free throw shooter. And, and, you know, in the game and with the adrenaline and all that, uh, I was missing free throws and I, I was trying to figure out, you know, why. And, and it was mostly because, you know, when you, when you overthink, uh, you know, it affects your, right, your model pro- program and, and then you shoot differently. You know, the less I think, you know, I just let it go and, uh, and it's easy. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Rudy, what can you take individually and what can you guys take collectively as a team uh, from your three games with Los Angeles, given the fact that uh, through, for two of the three games, neither one of you teams were whole? Right, for, yeah, for actually three of them, because AD didn't play the first game either. Uh, you know, for us, it's just about getting better. You know, obviously, uh, they had, uh, you know, they lost the two best players for the for, for a long period of time. We luckily we didn't. Uh, but for us, you know, it's uh, yeah, whoever we play, you know, no matter who we play, uh, you know, we, we we take the challenge and uh, you know, we we try to get better every night and, and obviously win the game. Uh, we know that when. We're going to meet them. If we meet them in the playoffs, uh, it's probably going to be a different team for sure. David James, KTV. Rudy, it was just one game off, but how much is uh, missing a back-to-back, avoiding three games in four days, and, and getting two days to get ready for this? How different do you feel going into the game? You know, uh, I try to not miss any games. Uh, you know, uh, but thankfully, you know, that was my only game I missed this year. And uh, it's always tough. You know, to watch from the sideline. But uh, at the same time, you know, I think it's good for, for some of the younger guys to get more, more minutes and, you know, try different lineups. And, you know, I thought, you know, I thought they did a great job, you know, battling. Uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it's a long season. It's a lot of games. And the goal for us is uh, to make sure that we, you know, we're able to be as fresh as we can. And, and you know, and uh, when the playoff comes and, and obviously throughout the end of the last 15 games, you know, uh, yeah, just keep getting better and, uh, you know, be smart and try to win every single game, every night. Maxime Legorgis, the free agent out of France. Bonjour, Rudy. En quoi la blessure de Donovan a modifié ton rôle dans l'équipe? Uh, 
he asked him like why Donovan's injury changed my world. I don't think he does. You know, obviously Donovan is a, is a huge part of what we do, uh, but uh, my role is the same uh, with or without Donovan. You know, is to to be a leader for this team and uh, and uh, and you know and, uh, and make sure that uh, we do what we're supposed to do defensively to be a, a top defense in the league. And you know, uh, I try to do that every single night. You know, and, and you know we have a lot of guys that are you know that have a lot of experience too, like Joe, Mike. So, you know, it's forest leaders, it's, you know, every night trying to come in and, and, and lead this team. And uh, and when Donovan is back, you know, obviously he's definitely one of our leaders too. So, uh, forest, yeah, every night, you know, every night I have the same focus and, and try to help this team win. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, just kind of as a follow-up to that, do you feel like with kind of the depth and balance and experience that you mentioned from some of those guys that you guys are maybe a little more kind of uniquely able to absorb losing a guy like Don than other teams might be? I mean, we, we have a lot of talent, you know, and it's definitely a blessing for, for our team. Yeah. And that's why we're about to have, a, you know, when, when some of the starters come out, you know, we still have a, a very good team, you know, and, and we have probably like, uh, maybe eight guys, eight, nine guys that will probably start on most of the of the teams in this league. So uh, it's a luxury, and and you know, and uh, obviously uh, Donovan is a unique player. But uh, when even when it's out, you know, we we got guys that are able to create and do things for this team. Last question, Amanda Skurlock, LA Sentinel. Um, the Utah Jazz got 52 points in the paint. I was wondering, like, how did you guys kind of figure out LA's front court? I think for us, we we just try to you know move the ball and then obviously and attack the paint uh, and see what they do defensively. And you know they were early in the game they were really helping a lot and giving up a lot of threes. And uh, and I think in the second half they, they decided to try to take away the threes. So. You know, whatever the defense give us, uh, you know, Mike, Joe, Jordan, you know, all these guys, gonna, we're just going to figure it out, you know, and, and, and read the defense. And it's, you know, that's why we've been, I think, uh, so hard to guard this year is that we have multiple guys that can, you know, attack uh, attack the paint and that are very good finishers. And, and at the same time, we're able to, you know, to find the shooters when the, the defense collapse. That's all. Thank you, Rudy. Rudy Gobert tonight uh, had a very nice game. Uh, 14 points on 5-7 shooting, 4-5 of five from the line, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and 2 block shots for Rudy. He's just a, he's a pleasure to watch. You know, it's uh, talk about it all the time. He, he learns lessons throughout the year. Uh, he adjusts to things. You know, the, the free throw, uh, you know, issue in the, when, he, when he struggles there, he gets – right to work on it and we've seen major improvement i just his finishes you know talk about that but i just love his um you know his depth of understanding of the game his way that he communicates the game uh, keeps it very very simple um but his his understanding is really a really high level i think that that his work ethic really coupled together that's how he gets better all the time Let's get a look at your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight from three, the Jazz were 15 of 33, 45.5%. 
Uh, they were led by Joe Ingles, who was lights out five of eight from three tonight for uh, for Joe Ingles, which is just terrific. Uh, Royce O'Neal was three of three. Uh, Conley was three of six. Bogdanovich, two of six. Clarkson, two for four. Um, Brantley, Niang, Hughes, all 0 for 1, and Mie Oni went 0 for 3. But uh, overall, you know, considering the, the attempts were down a little bit, I thought uh, tonight was a really good showing from 3. Yeah, the, they, the, the, typically the, when they don't get as many looks, the shots aren't as good. Um, but tonight that was totally different. Uh, they, they got great looks. They were very decisive about them. Um, you know, it was nice to see Royce contribute and make a few of those. Um, but the, the three-point shot, as we know, is it's a real weapon, but it's not, it's not all of what this team's about. You know, that attack the rim, um, focus on attacking the rim is really, really important too. They only got 33 tonight, but I and maybe, you know, maybe I'm missing some in my brain, but it doesn't seem to me like they passed up a whole lot. No, I don't, I don't feel like they did either. Um, they, they took the ones they should, and, you know, a big part of that, Royce takes the first one. You know, if he turns that down like he's kind of done, maybe they get off to a tough start, but he, he was great. He, they did a great job of finding him. You know, they knew that the way the coverage was the other night that Royce was probably going to be open, and he, he pay, made them pay. Uh, the Lakers finished 12 of 28, and they're really not a, a great three-point shooting team. Horton Tucker, who's not a great three-point shooter, was really good at three for five. And Caldwell Pope, as we talked about at five for seven, really just had a, another good game. Um, against the Jazz, and he's a good player. Maybe not quite as good as he shows when he plays Utah, but um, overall, you know, Dennis Schroeder was two or three, and then the rest of the team pretty much just uh, just really struggled. That's that's not going to be the way this Laker team wins games with LeBron and AD or without them. They're just not built that way. No, the, a lot of credit to the Jazz coaching staff for not overreacting to that flurry of threes. I think sometimes you can um, – you know, totally lose your your mind because the team's doing something out of the norm. They just stayed pat, you know, did the things they still went under ball screens with Schroeder, made him shoot, and, you know, the averages kind of worked themselves out. Uh, that's hard to do as a coach. Great job by the Jazz staff just handling that little uh, that little run by the Lakers. 111-97 is your final. I want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we will get uh, Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the Rockets on Wednesday. It's all straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Montrez Harrell in the paint, going at Rudy. Ball face goes to dunk and gets eviscerated at the rim by Gobert. Here come the Jazz the other way. Trying to play bully ball with, with Clarkson. Rudy. Jazz game night, post game show. There is your uh, play of the game. David Locke, Ron Boone on the call, brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com driven. By you, it's your Jazz game night post game show. One eleven to ninety seven is your final Jazz win. They beat the Lakers. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. If you're just joining us late at eleven twenty six this evening, quick rundown of the stats. If you've missed them, Joe Ingles or excuse me, Clarkson led the way tonight. Twenty two points, nine of fourteen shooting. Uh, Joe Ingles with 21. He was red hot, five of eight from three. Joe had five uh, assists and four rebounds. Uh, Mike Conley, 14 points, 10 assists tonight. 
Rudy, 14 points, 10 boards, two block shots. Bogdanovich with 19 on 7 of 12 shooting. And uh, I know we talked a lot about Royce in the, in the uh, well, I guess it was a couple segments ago, but uh, how about this line for Royce? 13 points, perfect shooting, 5 of 5, 3 of 3 from 3, 9 rebounds. How about this for Royce? Five assists and two block shots. What a game. Just a great game. Um, it, it makes such a difference, you know. Royce has been doing this type of thing, you know, these these rebounding numbers, flying around, doing all those things. But, you know, the, the, the thing that we pay so much attention to is whether he makes shots or not. And, you know, I think the thing is he, he, he knows his role. Those shots come around. Um, he just got to be willing to take them. And it's it's nice to see him make them tonight. Yeah, just a, a great overall uh, overall game. Got a little praise from Donovan Mitchell too on Twitter. I don't know if you uh, saw that. I Donovan, did see that. One thing about Donovan uh, not playing these games, uh, if you follow him on social media, he's he's been active talking about his team, and he's funny. He's got a he's got a creative and kind of a light social media presence for the most part, and uh, you know, cheering on his team from afar. It's kind of fun to watch. No, that was actually kind of a fun sub story while the game was going on, following him. Got to be hard to sit at home and watch your own team. I know what happens a lot in sports, right? But that's got to be something that's difficult. Oh, it, it is. I, I had to be away from the team a couple times to recruit, and it, really, there, there's, it, it's that feeling almost of being homesick. You know, you're watching everybody do their thing, and you're not there. And so, it's hopefully Donovan can get healed up and and get back with these guys quick. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts uh, from you on this one. What are you taking? And, and if you want to combine kind of the Laker game uh, games, feel free to do so. But what are you taking from this one? So I know I've said this before because I we, we have so much airtime to fill. Uh, but I, honestly, one of my favorite basketball quotes from my, my background and my history, Coach Majera said it once in practice. I wrote it on a practice plan, and I'll never forget it. He said, no one appreciates – the geometry of the game like I do. <laughs> and and it's so funny because, I, I you know, in an early age, you don't think basketball and geometry. But uh, I thought that tonight, you know, the geometry in comparison to Saturday was just so different and so evident. Interesting. Um, you know, the way that the Jazz uh, countered a lot of the pressure that they, they struggled with by playing on a direct line. Um, you know, we talk about Rudy and the space that he takes up, uh, his ability to really kind of in a ball screen, you know, he's playing a triangle. He's he's dropping, but he's also gain, you know, given the impression that he's gaining ground. He's really just trying to get his his defender through and then he's done his job. So all those things that, you know, I kind of thought about that tonight as I watched the game. Um, I love watching this team play. I love the way they share the ball. I love the way they compete. Um, and you just hope, again, that um, they can continue on the strike. You know, the Phoenix wins a big game tonight, um, but the Jazz hold serve, and that's really what it's going to be about. It's fun to be in a race. It's fun to have uh, something on the line, and so it's just uh, it's a good time to be a Jazz fan, a good time to be a basketball fan. And, by the way, while Phoenix has the maybe the most hellacious road stretch in the NBA this year, the Jazz are going to play Houston on Wednesday, Minnesota on Saturday, Minnesota again Monday, and Sacramento next Wednesday. So, so they they've got fourteen games left, right? So they won one tonight. I was looking at it today, and I thought, I, I think at the very least, you know, things just go awfully bad. Eleven and four, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I think that to me looks like worst case scenario. And of course, that all depends on you know well, health and rest. And, uh, right, and in those last couple of games, like their last three games are against Portland, Oklahoma City, and Sacramento, and those games could be the Jazz resting everybody because it doesn't matter, or that those games could be the Jazz playing everybody because yeah, exactly. they want to lock down the one seed. So right, I, I mean it's it's actually hard, but but we've also seen you know a Houston give the Jazz fits here. Yep. Um, you know we see Minnesota beat the Jazz. So these are NBA teams, and they all got pride. Um, but I like the fact that the Jazz strength of schedule uh, for the last haul here is 30th. It's a lighter load. Yeah. For sure. And just to just to give you a quick rundown of people are curious, I mentioned the next stretch for the Jazz. They have then uh, uh, Friday, April 30th, they're at Phoenix. That, of course, is tough. But then home against Toronto, home against San Antonio, home against San Antonio, home against Denver. Home against Houston, at Golden State, home against Portland, at OKC, at Sacramento. So that's the rest of the Jazz schedule. Nine of the 15, I looked at this today, nine of those 15 games, now 14, um, are against sub-500 teams. Mm. Stacks up good. It does. It certainly does. All right, uh, with that, uh, we want to say a big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a fantastic job calling all the action, as usual, for those two guys. Thanks to John Key for our broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Lundy doing Lundy. a terrific job as always. We want to say thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post game. Uh, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach Lacombe, it is always a great pleasure. Happy Monday. Happy for Monday. 28 more minutes. Uh, we will be back. Uh, well, your final 111 to 97 Jazz beat the Lakers. They moved to 30, uh, 43 and 15 on the season. Up next is a Wednesday night road showdown with the Houston Rockets. That game will uh, tip off at six o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at five. And of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.